This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Thursday, November the 17th, 2016. Well, hey, good morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour, Thursday, November 17th. The holidays just around the corner. Thanksgiving, it's upon us. But we are the Patriot Trading Group, and we welcome you to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. What do we do? The physical delivery of gold and silver. Give us a call, one 800 592 the lovely Arlene is here to take your phone calls, answer your questions, walk you through your order. Or you can go check us out online at allamericangold.com. Point and click, get the information, look at the products. It's just that easy. All of this, this show is brought to you by Joe Jaquin, the CEO, president of the company. He's the person who does all the researches, and he just grinds it out every day to keep you informed, and then deliver economics with attitude. Day four of a hostage situation. Joe, how's your week going? Hey, happy Thursday. One more day. One more day, man. One We're almost day. there. Right. I'm excited I about that. I feel like that. these weeks are just flying by too fast, though. I, I, well, I, I think know, when you get older, they go by faster. I just don't get it. My wife says to me last night, do you realize next Thursday's Thanksgiving? And I'm like, and I know we talked about it yesterday, it's like, how did this happen? It's already here. I know. I mean, it seems like we were buying Halloween candy. Well, I'm still eating it. But, I mean, just yesterday. And and that's been gone for a few weeks now. I'm just excited now about that backup turkey. <laughs> I just am. I'm just excited that the temperature was under 70 degrees here during the day. First time since uh, probably February or March I actually have long pants on. Um, and we're so happy you wore pants to work. Yeah, I do wear pants. Uh, but normally, listen, if you've never done business with us, yeah, suit and tie not required here. We are what you call Arizona casual company. Arizona casual, I like we that. That's a, that's a good way to be. Uh, but, but nonetheless, uh, happy Thursday to everybody. Obviously, we will be closed next Thursday and next Friday. We are doing a show Wednesday. We are just, so are you going to do? Are you doing uh, okay? Now I I didn't commit to that. Okay, all right, all right. But we're not doing a show for certain. For Thanks, certain, Thanksgiving Day and the day after Thursday Friday. and Friday of next week. Well, that's wonderful. That is wonderful. It's going to be a short week next week. What is Wendy going to even come in next week? <laughs> I mean, I don't even know. She's hardly ever here anymore. I just know. I just know this. I, I am like I, I've got all family coming in from Idaho, and they're going to be all so right, happy so, uh, with the weather. All that means is Homer's going to be sick again. That's okay. probably that's, true. That's, they that's bring all that means. That. That's, that, that's all that means. Cue the eye roll. Yes. Uh, by the way, Janet Yellen testifying in front of Congress today. Yes, she's telling them how it is and why it is and what we're going to do, what we're not going to do. Twice a year, it's the Joint Economic Committee. And anybody that's been on that committee should just resign, don't you think? <laughs> hey, do us all a favor. Uh, not that uh, I don't know what it means to be on the committee, but obviously your economics have not benefited America. You should all just resign. That's my that's my spin on it. But she told Congress that a rate hike is appropriate 
relatively soon and that it's dangerous to wait. Now, I guess if it's dangerous to wait, my question for the Fed chair would simply be, you left interest rates at zero for seven years. So how much trouble are we really in? How bad could it right. be? Can it get How, worse? Well, that, well, obviously, it can't. So, so was it dangerous when they were zero seven years ago, six years ago, five years ago, four years ago, three years ago? How dangerous is it? And I'm going to tell you, she is right about one thing. It is dangerous. And the thing that you, what you really don't realize is who it's dangerous for. It's dangerous for us and all of the unintended consequences and all the little things that they're so worried about. It's starting to all seep through. But I've got one of these things coming up in the next segment, and I, and I was going to focus a lot of my energy today on Janet Yellen. However, I need to switch gears. Big, big, big news coming out of Citigroup while we were sleeping last night. It has very much to do with the cashless society that I all, I've told you all that it's coming. And it's not for the reasons that they tell you about, okay? No, it's not because people are counterfeiting. It's not because of black market it's not because of terrorism or ISIS or drug lords it's nothing to do with any of those things yet that will be the reasons they get they're getting ready to reset the money and it's coming like a speeding bullet and what Citigroup announced yet last night, I was blown away. When I got in this morning, I could not believe it. I actually went to a source that is I trust a thousand percent, and I still said, you know what, that's not good enough. I got to verify it. I had to go, and I did. And it goes very much in line with what happened in India last week, and then Citigroup. Well, we were asleep, said they're going to stop taking cash at its branches. We'll tell you where, when, how, all of that coming up next. You know, they got us off the ball. Well, everybody... Everybody's talking about Donald Trump and the protest and this and that. Distracting us. We've seen a huge, huge dramatic change in, in, in the world when it comes to cash. First, it was India saying, hey, you know what, all those large denomination bills are gone. 
right? And we've been talking about it here, right? They're going to end the 100 and the 50, and it's going to happen a lot sooner than you think. And, of course, that's just the precursor to ending it all. And it's so funny because, you know, when I first made these comments, you know, people laugh. Right? If you told your friends about this, you told your sister or your brother or your neighbor, oh, you're, right, you're just a whack job. And yet, here it is. This is our lead story on All-American Gold. So you don't have to email me, say, hey, Joe, can you send me the article or can you send me the link? Go out to All-American Gold today. It's right, it's the very first article. And this is why, you know what, we don't need free reports. Why? Because we give you this. That's why you go out to all, every day you should go out there. Keep yourself educated. Less than a week after India's surprise move to scrap all of its high-denomination cash. By the way, very interesting what India did. They did not. Here's what they did not do. They did not say you you if you had these large notes that they would now be worthless. What they said was you if you have them, you only now can spend them in a handful of places. And that the banks won't even accept them. We'll get to that in a, a, a little bit later. Hopefully today, if not, it may not be till tomorrow or Monday. But very fast. These people are good. They are very, very good. Another front in the war on cash intensified, this time in Australia. Isn't that where your daughter is right now? Australia? Mm-hmm. Yesterday, banking giant UBS proposed that eliminating Australia's $150 bill would be, and I'm quoting, good for the economy and good for the banks. Notice how they didn't actually say good for the the consumer. They didn't say good for the citizenry. Really, and they use the economy, but really they just say, hey, it'd be good for us. This isn't the first time an, an establishment has pushed for a cashless society in Australia or elsewhere. In September of 2015, Australian bank Westpac published a report called Cash-Free Report, suggesting that the country would become cashless by 2022. That really fits into my time. I've been telling you. This is how fast it's coming. In July of 2016, Australian's payment firm, Tyro published a, a enormously self-serving blog post touting the benefits of a cashless society, 
saying that it's only a matter of time. Two days ago, Citibank announced that it was going cashless at some of its Australian branches effective immediately. In February of this year, the Sydney Morning Herald released a series of articles which were often written by Australian Department of Treasury folks. Right now you start thinking about our folks, like Larry Summers, right, Ken Rogoff, right, where Janet Yellen's been hosting all of these meetings about blockchain. And it's happening. This is how they do it. And they, they're doing it in every country in the world. Suggesting that eliminating cash will save billions and that moving to a cashless society is the next step for the Australian dollar or the Indian rupee or the euro or the British sovereign or the British pound or the U.S. dollar. Because let's face it, they all have the same problem. They're going to change the money. And what's going to happen to the old money? It's going to become worthless. How do I know this? Because it's happened to every fiat currency ever made. This is how it works. The government, the media, the banks, and the academia have formed a single unified chorus to push this idea out to consumers that cashless is good for everyone. Listen, it's only good for one. Right? good for the government, it's good for the banking system, the corrupt banking system. That's what it's good for. It's great if you're a central banker. Because now they have what? The ultimate control. Oh, we need more inflation? I know. Let's just adjust the value of the electronic currency. And believe you me, this is where this SDR stuff comes into play. It's not by accident that China just got accepted as a reserve currency. This is all by design. And it's happening so quickly that they had to make China a reserve currency even though they hadn't met the criteria to be one. They're like, we can't wait. And now City is saying, hey, don't come into cash with this branch. No, no, this is a this is a cashless branch. And and you think about this isn't, you know, some obscure third world country never heard of. This isn't some obscure bank that you've never heard of. You're talking about uh really one of the giant too-big-to-fail banks in Citigroup. You're talking about another too-big-to-fail bank in UBS. 
that are out here and getting in front. And like I said, this is just more, you know, of those tests, right? Before we get, before we get to the to the to the big game, right? We got to have some exhibition games, right? We got to have some practice. Talking about practice? You're talking about practice. I know. So let's start. Let's start with India. And they're the second most populous country in the world. And they'll come out and they'll ban all the big bills, right? The same thing that they've been talking about here. The ECB saying they want to ban the 500 note there. Now let's go to Australia. Let's go to Switzerland. Right? Let's go to Sweden and start getting ready for our new cashless society. Let's get the media all going on it, right? Let's let, let's let them all start with their articles. Let's publish all the acadi- all, all the academics, right? All of these central bankers or or uh, cheap economists, right? Who've never really had a real job ever in the history of their life. And let's get the media. Who, let's face it, they'll. They'll say whatever we want them to say. And let's convince everybody that somehow what the problem was, see, the problem wasn't the policy. Now, that wasn't it. See, it wasn't their fault. It's not their fault the economy stinks. The financial crisis, hey, that wasn't their fault either. All of you that lost your homes, that was on you. It wasn't on us. Liar loans, not our fault. Wells Fargo ripping off every customer they got, not our fault. What the problem was, it was just, it was cash. It was cash's fault. It's kind of like Trump getting credit or blame for everything that's happened since he got a It's Trump! It's Trump! You know, they're blaming, and you're right, he's just getting blamed for everything, and he hasn't even got into office yet. Right. They want his cabinet full already. And, they, and and so now they're trying to convince us, you know what, if we just got rid of cash, everything would just be wonderful. Going cashless probably will save a lot of money. Don't have to print it anymore. That's a saving, right? Paper currency is costly to transport in large quantities due to the need for security. Right? Uh, I guess that's. The, I guess uh, Brinks is out of business now. I guess I don't know. Right? right? They might be. Yeah. Right. All all the people that do the ATMs. I guess they're out of business. Right. You don't. If you're cashless, do you even need bank branches? Do you need those people? Do you need customer service? Do you well, need yeah. Save a ton of money. Of course, the most accurate statement suggests going cashless is good for the banks. As UBS pointed out yesterday, demonetizing Australia's $50 and $100 bills would force anyone holding these notes to deposit them back into the banking system immediately. Remember what I told you how this is going to work. They're going to make sure all the money you got 
is in the system. Now think about the rules that they've instituted. Hey, by the way, when things get bad, we can put a block. We can put a block and keep you from taking your money out of the system. Right? We can block your money markets. We can block your mutual funds. We can block your 401ks. We can block your IRAs. We can keep you in. And oh, by the way, we're going to make sure you're all in. Right? All of you whack jobs out there that like to have cash in the safe or under the mattress, yeah, that's done. That's going bye-bye. Bank deposits would rise because of this. And consequently, so would the bank's profit. Isn't it great? Because they've been so good to us. They deserve a reward. Let's throw them a bone. I know we bailed you all out. That's not good enough. Governments would benefit from a cashless society. All the savings would be in the banking system, and they would have full regulatory control over your money. I'll tell you what. That may be the best sentence in the whole thing. I know. The crazy whack job told you about it. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily look at the significant issues of our time from an experienced conservative perspective. Mrs. Schlafly was a constitutional attorney, author, speaker, conservative icon, and founder of Eagle Forum, a leading force in the pro-family movement since 1972. Now, from the Eagle Forum studios, here's Ryan Haidt. University campuses all across the country are falling for the liberal trends of trigger warnings and safe spaces. These terrible ideas have taken the country by storm, but some universities are not falling for the liberal lies. John Ellison, dean of students at the University of Chicago, sent a letter to incoming freshmen letting them know that they should not expect to be coddled on his campus. Ellison's letter boldly declared that, quote, our commitment to academic freedom means that we do not support so-called trigger warnings and we do not condone the creation of intellectual safe spaces where students can retreat from ideas and perspectives at odds with their own, end quote. Ellison's bold stand against campus crybabies puts truth and free speech ahead of outrageous demands from liberal students. While all students should treat opposing ideas with civility, no one has the right to be shielded from them. Safe spaces are places on campus where students are not allowed to talk about things that other students may find offensive. This liberal idea is totally contrary to the First Amendment protection on free speech that our founding fathers secured for us. Schools that reject safe spaces are places where the freedom of expression and inquiry are protected. Trigger warnings are warnings that teachers give to students about homework assignments or topics of class discussion that might upset them. Students who might be upset by the material are then exempt from having to do the assignment or hear the lecture. Trigger warnings are also completely impractical and do not prepare young people for the real world. Schools that want to create the future leaders of our nation should follow the lead of the University of Chicago. The real world has no safe spaces or trigger warnings. 
Universities should prepare students by exposing them to ideas that may be contrary to their own. Stretching students to their limits with rigorous and challenging coursework is how universities help students grow and develop as thinkers, scholars, and active participants in our culture. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Eagle Forum. Students, next time you're online, check out eagleforum.org and discover that there are other students like you who don't bow to the politically correct left-wing agenda on their campus. Hear about rallies, resources, and the annual Eagle Forum Collegians Summit in Washington. Log on to eagleforum.org. Then join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour, our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. And as I told you, this is, wow, it's happening so fast now. India essentially banning its $50 and $100 bills, right? I mean, that, that's the equivalent. Australia, right, they're, they're right there. Right now, they've got city groups saying, "Hey, you know what? We're going. We're having cashless branches. Right? No more cash at these branches. They're just they're going beyond that. And say, it doesn't matter. We were not even going to take a twenty, a ten, a five, a one. No cash here. All all of the media, the academia piling in. None of it for the reasons that they want to tell you about. All of it's about controlling because they need all of it." Today I've got, I think it's just an awesome deal. I really, I'm excited about it. And I'll explain it here, then we're going to finish with what's happening in Australia. And then I'll mention it again here before the program's over. We've got 42 specials. 14 of them involve St. Gaudens, the $20 St. Gaudens gold piece. The other 28 are $20 Liberty gold pieces. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to put a St. Gaudens and or a Liberty, and we're going to heat up the prices on both of them, take them down to $1,394. And when you buy one we're going to for a dollar throw in a silver eagle but not just any kind of silver eagle we're going to throw in an MS 69 silver eagle for a dollar so for $1,395 you're going to get a $20 gold piece and a silver eagle. For those of you that don't know what an MS-69 silver eagle is, it really does, it's a silver eagle. It's a silver eagle that comes in a pretty little case. You know, one of those hard plastic cases. You know, they and when companies do this stuff, they sent them in to get slabbed, as they're called in the industry, graded. And a grading scale, it's like 0 to 10, but it's actually 60 to 70. 70 is perfect, so these are right next to perfect. Right? She's not a 10, but she's a 9. 
right? That type, right? Pretty good. I'll take a nine. So pretty. And they put them in this little case, and that case alone, you know, they charge these. And they send them a whole case of Silver Eagles because that's how they do it. They'll send them a, a case or five cases or whatever. It's another 5 or $6 just to have it graded. If you wanted a coin graded and you did it on your own, because you can do that. You can send it to PCGS or NGC. They charge you like 20 bucks. So a, a roll of Silver Eagles, they're 400 and what was it today, Arlene? What did I say? On Silver Eagles today, rolled 420 a roll, so it'd be like $21. For a silver eagle, so I'm gonna for a dollar. You're gonna get it. So for thirteen hundred and ninety-five dollars, you get a twenty-dollar gold piece and an MS sixty-nine silver eagle. We can do fourteen saints because that's all the saints there are. Fourteen, and then another twenty-eight uh, liberties. So we got a four, forty-two of them total, but each one is thirteen ninety-five. For $1,395, you get a $20 gold piece and a MS-69 Silver Eagle. If you don't want the Silver Eagle for the dollar, you can just buy the 20s at 1394 But, I mean, hopefully you're smart enough to say, yeah, I'll take the silver as well for a buck. At 800-951-0592. So let's go back. The government is going to benefit from a cashless society because now all the money will be in the banking system that they have full regulatory control over. This means our politicians will have more control over our savings, fewer obstacles to impose capital controls, or engage in civil asset forfeiture. Right, which we know that's been a growing trend. Every policy, uh, you know, the academics and all of them have a rare opportunity to take their lousy theories and their PhDs and all their masters and I went to Wharton or Harvard or Yale or Stanford and they're going to say that everyone benefits from a cashless society. Well, everyone, you know what the one person they didn't mention that it benefits? I heard them talk about, hey, benefits the banks. Saves them a bunch of money. Hey, it really benefits the government, right? Gives them full control now over all of the money. Notice how they didn't say how it benefits you. Did you hear that? I don't think anybody heard that. Uh, I didn't hear that. Right? Where, where's the benefit? Oh, wait a minute. Now you have full control over everything? At least everything I have financially? And, and you start to wonder what is real, what this really is all about. Cash is one of the few remaining options. And really, quite honestly, it's about the only one. I guess barter, cash and barter. For financial privacy, 
that does not create a permanent record of every purchase or transaction that you make. This is it. Your economic freedom will now be over. And this is exactly what they've intended to do and have been driving and working for for a long time. It's also an easy way, I guess, I don't know, to reduce your fiscal risk. You can't do it anymore, right? One of the ways people reduce their risk is they kept cash. I know this for a fact because a lot of you come in here with cash. And they're going to get it. And you start seeing all of this, you start connecting all the dots, and this is what's going to happen. They need you to be risky. Contrary to what they told you your whole life, the opposite is acting true. You've got to be all in. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back. 800-951-0592. Great day to put away some product. Uh, gold's a little higher today. Again, 1225 $1,226. Uh, it's been there all day. Silver, uh, r- right at just under $17 to the ounce right now. But really, big breaking news coming out of Australia Citibank's announced that they are going cashless at certain branches in the country. UBS is calling for the government there to ban the 50 and $100 bill. And then, you know, you, you think about all of these bank, the banking system itself, the institution, Right. They have, have they missed any opportunity to show that they can't be trusted? Have they? I mean, they've been fined and found guilty of pretty much violating everything. Yeah, but the penalty apparently just isn't big enough. Cheating for what on they mortgages, do. cheating on interest rates, cheating on LIBOR, cheating on the commodities markets. I mean, cheating on charging you fees. Right? We know about well the whole Wells Fargo thing, and I told you Wells Fargo's not alone. Wells Fargo's still in business. I mean. They had 10,000 customer complaints. 10,000. But so what? Bank of America's got 10,000. J.P. Morgan's got 10,000. They all got 10,000. Hardly a month goes by without some major banking scandal. They're caught colluding on exchange rates, manipulating interest rates, fraudulently establishing fake accounts, and the list goes on and on. And many banking systems across the world, especially in Europe right now, banks have precariously low levels of capital. Listen, this is a huge problem. They're trying to pretend that they fixed it here. They didn't. They need all the money in the system. Even in the United States, banks routine... routine uh, <laughs> Thursday, 
routinely employ very clever accounting tricks to conceal their true financial conditions. I'm going to tell you right now, without those tricks, you don't even want to know. But I can tell you, but you don't want to listen. You don't want to believe it. This is how it really works. And here's the funny thing. Why do they get to use those accounting tricks? They get to use those accounting tricks because they help put those accounting tricks in. The fact that the moment you make a deposit, here you go, here's another one of the things that I've been educating you on. The moment you make a deposit at the bank, it's no longer your money. Right here. You go to this article. It's the lead article today on our website. You don't need to email me or call me and ask for a link. There it is. Go out to allamericangold.com. Read it for yourself. Send it to your buddies. Do whatever you need to do. Not your money. It's now the bank's money. They can do with it as they please. Whether it's freezing you out of your account, making idiotic investments, keeping minimal reserve requirements, you have no say in the matter. We're not even allowed to get together and go after the bank together. Because in order for us to open a bank account, you need to put that in there. The, uh, and Wendy had a question, 1866 to 1907 are the dates of the $20 libs. Sorry about that. As a bank depositor, you are nothing more than an unsecured creditor of a financial institution which may or may not allow you to withdraw your own savings. Yes, I know that's extreme. Can you imagine just needing cash and you can't withdraw it? It doesn't matter cash. You just need to pay stuff. I mean, just to pay stuff, whatever. You can't touch it. And don't tell... You can't access your own money. Don't be naive enough to think it doesn't happen. Just ask the people in Greece. Ask the people in India today. They want to go to the ATM today and take out the equivalent of 500 bucks. Not going to happen. No, Sorry. Would you take 200? If you don't believe me, take a trip down to your bank and ask to withdraw 25 grand. See how quickly they treat you like a criminal terrorist. I don't recommend you do that, by the way. And the reason why I don't recommend it, because he's right, I mean, you instantly become public enemy number one. They're going to, what are you doing with that money? First of all, they don't have that money. They'll have to order it for you. And there's going to be some forms they're going to want you to fill out. And then they're going to point blank straight out ask you, what do you want it for? What are you doing? The bottom line Conventional banking is not risk-free. Holding cash is one way to reduce the risk. Of course, what's the other way? 
holding gold and holding silver. That's the other way. Holding real assets. Cash essentially eliminates the middleman between you and your savings, or at least a portion of it. Because let's face it, you got to have money in the bank. That's how it works. Thirteen ninety-five, a twenty-dollar gold piece and an MS sixty-nine silver eagle together. Thirteen ninety-five. Call them before we're out. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Got one line open still, 800-951-0592. It's a $20 gold piece. Uh, We may be sold out of the Saints already. Uh, I'm not sure. We had 14 of those. Uh, I think we maybe have a couple more, maybe. Um, And then some Liberties as well. But you get a $20 gold piece. Here's what's important. You get a $20 gold piece and an MS-69 Silver Eagle. Thirteen hundred ninety-five bucks. So essentially, really, what's really happening? You're getting a free silver eagle on this thing. That's really ultimately what's happening. Uh, the twenty at thirteen ninety-five is spectacular pricing. Uh, then you add an MS sixty-nine silver eagle on top. Uh, we only had forty-two when we started. So uh, and and now the phone's ringing again. If you are on hold, just wait. Let us get to you in the order that you called. Eight hundred nine five one. Zero uh, five nine two. Uh, just to finish up here, this is our lead article of the day: the cashless society coming like a freight train. Matter of fact, Australia says they'll be cashless by 2022, according to this article. Of course, you know, cash has a pitfall as a store of value. We know that, right? That's what inflation means, right? It devalues itself, right? They they want your money to be worth two percent less every single year. Uh, precious metals, other real assets, much better alternative. The problem is, right, if you, you know, a lot of times you can't walk into uh, somewhere and lay down a $20 gold piece to pay for something, unless they were willing to, what, barter with you or whatnot. So that's why people keep cash, right? I'm on a, I want to buy something. You know, it could be as something and as harmless as, as a Starbucks, right, or a McDonald's, or maybe you want to buy uh, some ammunition, or you want to buy some precious metals, or you want to buy a car, or what have you. Uh, but the government doesn't want you to have the ability to do that without them being able to keep the record. And uh, now they're saying that. Uh, well, we're going to get rid of all the big bills first. And then eventually we'll just take it all away. And, you know, one of these things, again, it it's sad because the why they're doing it isn't the, what they're telling you for. Right? The why is simple. They need your money. They need to be able to have it all. They need to be able to prevent you from taking it out of the system because they know, as Janet Yellen just testified today, the risk out there is enormous. And it's their job to pretend like it isn't. It's your job. It's your job to make sure that you're prepared, period. It's nobody else's job 
but yours. And you start seeing all these things happening just like I told you they were going to. They're banning the cash. They're getting rid of the big bills. They're going to change the money, and it's going to be global, and it's going to be electronic. 800-951-0592. The $20 gold piece and the MS-69 Silver Eagle. Okay, we're we're, we're about out, but uh, give us a call. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. We'll talk again tomorrow. This was a paid program and was provided for informational purposes only.